Hey there, movie fans. Welcome to another episode of Tammy the Movie Nerd. This is Tammy the Movie Nerd as your host. And I thank you again for joining me. So welcome to Film Topic Tuesday. Uh, now that all of my training and everything is out of the way and I can uh, get these episodes uh, recorded and posted. So now that I'm kind of in, back to a regular schedule, Let's see what we could do to get things back to uh, some aspect of a normal, if there is such a thing. Um, so welcome to Film Topic Tuesday. And uh, one of the topics, the topic that I wanted to address today uh, is actually a, a really big one right now, because uh, this is a, a really uh, interesting genre that's come up in the last several years, uh, even though that uh, the, even though that uh, biopics have been around for a long time, but is the biopic starting to become a new up-and-coming genre? Now, first of all, before I start, let me kind of explain what I mean by a biopic, because there is a huge difference uh, between a biopic and a film that is based on historical events. So uh, say something like The Right Stuff, for example, even though that they did go into the lives of each individual astronaut, all in all, that movie is more about the Mercury space program and is probably meant to be that way. And so I really don't consider uh, that movie like a biopic. And uh, biopics have actually been around for a very long time. So what I want to do is I want to kind of isolate this and talk about movies that are about one specific person and uh, where the movie, the movie is actually centered around a certain character uh, and or a certain historical figure. And so I want to kind of look at movies that are actually based on uh, on people as opposed to uh, looking at films that are based on historical events because that's that's another topic in and of itself. And so, like I mentioned, The Right Stuff, A Selma, which is also an incredible film, and I love that movie a lot, but that movie is more about the incident at Selma, the, the march on Selma, than it is about Martin Luther King, and so I'm just going to leave it at that. So I would not put that in uh, this particular type of category. Sorry about that. All right, so biopics have actually been around uh, for many, many years, and there's several of them that are just absolute classics. And for the most part, most of the ones that I've watched a lot more than others, um, there are some that are based on, uh, like I say, they're based on actual events or they're, ba or they're actually based on other things. Uh, I also will not be including a movie like The Elephant Man or Amadeus because even though those uh, are historical figures with uh, Mozart and with, uh, John, with um, uh, Merrick, John Merrick, those are based on plays. Both of those movies were actually based on plays and they're not uh, based on the person's actual life. In fact, uh, the character 
of the elephant man even changed the first name because it's Jack Merrick in historical uh, as the history that we know it. And it's John Merrick in the film. So I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to add those two. Uh, we do have uh, quite a few on uh, like war heroes. And if we look at some of the biopics that have been made over the years, uh, we have, of course, Sergeant York, uh, which is a, a real famous uh, biopic. And uh, that one uh, talks about, uh, of course, Sergeant York, uh, who was a conscientious objector. And then he actually uh, turned out and then he uh, ended up actually he, he wanted to be a conscientious objector. But then he uh, actually uh, became a soldier and was very well known for his uh, bravery and his heroics. Uh, then, of course, we can also look at some of the big band era uh, biopics that have been made because there's a Glenn Miller story. There's the Benny Goodman story. There's the Eddie Duchin story. Uh, you have uh, all those films that were made uh, looking at the big band members or big band leaders, which, uh, by the way, they're all incredible films. All three of those that I've just mentioned uh, are very good films and uh, deserve a watch. And uh, so if you. Uh, especially Glenn Miller's story. Uh, Jack Stewart or uh, Jimmy Stewart did such a great job with uh, Glenn Miller. That was just an absolute fun movie to watch. And um, but the other thing and one of the challenges, of course, that you have with biopics, because they've also come, come under a lot of controversy. Uh, because. A lot of the biopics that have been released, you know, what what makes a really good biopic is how much of it is how well that particular individual is portrayed. Now, we uh, one biopic in particular that I do want uh, to bring up is, of course, the uh, the nineteen. Uh, released September 16th, 1981, uh, directed by Frank Perry, uh, based on the book of the same name, starring Faye Dunaway, Diana Scarwild, uh, uh, Mara Holbel, uh, Rutiana Alda, and Stephen Forrest. And I am, of course, uh, talking about Mommy Dearest. Uh, was released September 16th, 1981 in New York City, September 18th, 1981 through the rest of the United States. Uh, the budget was uh, $10 million. The box office it came back in $19 million. I think that's a very interesting, um, very interesting uh, statistic there. Uh, so as far as Mommy Dearest is concerned, is it really the way that Joan Crawford was? Uh, this is hard to say. Uh, when you have a biopic that's made by or that's made about somebody who is no longer with us, um, <clears throat> then uh, you have to look at the perspective of the person that wrote the story. And in this case, uh, this is um, Christina Crawford, and I'm not knocking Christina's book at all. I'm not knocking her situation. Uh, there, it's very possible. You know, there there was a lot of uh, challenges and things. That there's a lot of abuse that probably did go on, um, and uh, there was, you know, and of course there was some controversy about this film when it did come out. Uh, they were essentially saying that. Um, 
it's, you know, just not uh, a very accurate portrayal of Joan Crawford. It's a terrifying, you know, they talk about, uh, they talk about a lot of the, uh, a lot of the challenges with it. They said, you know, and of course it was panned, uh, was not critically acclaimed, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so the one thing that we have to remember when we're criticizing a lot of biopics is that do we have to look at the source material in which it came from? Now, I'm not adding this one to the list, but we have the same challenge with uh, The Doors. And the reason, uh, the one with Val Kilmer, uh, because the book that it was based on was uh, No One Here Gets Out Alive by uh, Larry Sugarman. Uh, that one again is a perspective of the of uh, what was happening at the time. Even though that there were some historically accurate depictions with Jim Morrison in that movie, but I don't consider that one a biopic either, because that movie is actually more about the band. So uh, that's a review for another time. Uh, moving forward, uh, when it comes to uh, some of the more historical figures that we've that uh, we've had uh, that have been portrayed in recent events, and I actually want to focus on more of the recent biopics because some of them are just outstanding, and uh, they and they deserve you know pretty much everything that they get, and uh, some of them do actually have a very good portrayal of the person that they. Uh, that they did portray, and um, one of them that is definitely a was a, a very excellent movie in and of itself. Uh, this was a very good biopic. Uh, it's uh, also a very uh, interesting author, and of course, I'm talking about. Capote, directed by uh, Bennett Miller, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman, Catherine Keener, uh, Clinton Collins Jr., Bruce Greenwood, Mark, Pe uh, Pellegri uh, Mark Pellegrino, Amy Ryan, and Chris Cooper. This was released in September 2nd, 2005 in Telluride. Uh, September 30th, 2005 in the United States. Uh, this one was uh, produ uh, produced by... Uh, United Artists. Budget was $7 million and box office is $50 million. Uh, this was a great movie. Uh, I do like uh, the whole uh, way that uh, Truman Capote, that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman did such a great job with uh, uh, playing Truman Capote. Uh, there was a lot of positive reviews with this film, and I do, and uh, again, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman just gave an outstanding performance as Truman Capote, and this is a very complicated individual to cover, and so if you look at um, a movie that is about a very, uh, you know, difficult author, and of course, uh, he wrote uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is, you know, of course, made into a film later. And he also wrote in Cold Blood, which is a, a very, very good true crime novel. And the, the film was just as equally as good. And, uh, you know, so Truman Capote really did have um, 
a very complicated life and I was and Philip Seymour Hoffman just did this very very well um and it really doesn't say yes it is based on uh, it's based on the book by uh, Gerard Clark uh, Capote and very good movie I mean I I think that that was one of the best uh one of the best biopics that I've seen in a while uh so that one I would highly recommend all right, let's get another outstanding one out of the way. And let's bring uh, Meryl Streep into this. Uh, this movie, of course, was distributed or released on December 26, 2011 in Austria, in Australia, New Zealand. Released in the United Kingdom in January 6, 2012, February 15, uh, 2012 in uh, France and distributed by 20th Century Fox. This is a directed by, uh, let's see if I can get the name right, Valeria Lloyd, starring Meryl Streep, Jim Broadbent, Olivia Coleman, Roger Allman, Susan Brown, Nick Dunning, and among others. I'm talking about the Iron Lady. When we talk about political figures, how do you portray a political figure, and especially one like Margaret Thatcher, this is definitely one of the ways to do it. Uh, this, this movie was incredibly well made. Um, budget was $13 million and uh, the box office was $115.9 million. So uh, they did something right on this movie. They did a lot of things right in this movie, and I'm not only... Uh, other than just uh, casting Meryl Streep as uh, Margaret Thatcher. Uh, I really did like this one a lot. This is one of my, uh, this is one of my favorite biopics. I do really enjoy this one quite a bit. I think that uh, the way that Margaret Thatcher was portrayed and especially uh, the conflict of women in politics in England at the time, this film really covered everything that it could possibly cover. And um, just and Meryl Streep was probably the perfect pick to cast uh, for uh, Margaret Thatcher, and how and the dignity and the respect and the and just the type of person that uh, that Margaret Thatcher was was uh, just such a great movie and so and so well made and I really liked a lot of the political and how it portrays the good and the challenging. Uh, was so masterfully done in this movie that I, I just, I have to give it a lot of credit because that, that is a very, that is a great, great film. And uh, another one, uh, also, if we wanted to uh, go on the political realm here, um, I know I said I wanted to uh, focus a little bit more on the recent ones, but let me go back a little bit on this one because uh, biggest issue with this one was the length, but I'm sorry uh, with this complex of a figure and everything that, uh, you know, that he stood for was so was actually very well done in this film. And I'm talking about the Richard Attenborough film that um, was produced by uh, Goldcrest Films. Distributed by Columbia Pictures, released November 30th, 1982 in New Delhi. 
and December 3rd, uh, 1982 in the United Kingdom. Uh, the budget of $22 million and a box office of $127.8 million, starring Candace Bergen, Edward Fox, John Gilgood, Trevor Howard, John Mills, Martin Sheen, and Ben Kingsley. I am talking about the 1982 masterpiece of Gandhi. A lot of people didn't care for this movie. I happen to disagree. Uh, this movie actually was a, was a very well-made movie. I, I really enjoyed the movie immensely. I don't know how many times I've seen it. Um, I did not see it in the theater, unfortunately. I wish I had, but this movie actually did portray uh, Gandhi very well. And of course, you know, some of the controversy on Mahatma Gandhi uh, didn't come out until much later after this film, long after this film was released. But it is still a great movie and still just so um, well, they depicted everything that was happening in India at the time. You, you really feel for the country. And that was one of the things that uh, I have to say about this film is that it does uh, give you a, a really good a sense of what was happening in India at the time. Why did they want their independence? And you could see everything. You, you experienced everything. And uh, Ben Kingsley, such a great actor, and uh, portrayed this, uh, you know, portrayed Gandhi very well. And I do have to give a lot of, I think that if there's any movie that portrayed a political figure very, very well on uh, on the male side, you know, as we talk about the Iron Lady with uh, Margaret Thatcher, but Gandhi also did such a great job with the, um, with the way that uh, they, they portrayed his, his life and his, and the person he was. So now, one of my favorites uh, of the biopics that came out in 2017, and how do you, even though that is this really about a biopic, is this really a biopic, or is it about the event that led to the controversy? I love how this movie did it. And this particular movie, directed by Craig Gillespie, uh, starring Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, Julian, uh, Julianne Nicholson, um, Bobby Cannavale, and Allison Jenny, released in September 8, 2017 in TIFF and uh, December 8, 2017 in the United States. Budget was eleven million, and a box office was fifty three point nine million. And this was uh, done by uh, Lucky Chat Productions, distributed by Neon and Thirty West. I'm talking about I Tanya. Now, those of us that may not be old enough to remember the whole Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan issue, this movie was not about that issue. And I like the way that they did portray Tanya Harding. And I do feel that they did, uh, you know, they did such a great job. Margot Robbie played her very, very well. And Allison Jenny deserved that Oscar. I really do believe she deserved that Oscar. Uh, this movie, uh, when you deal with a controversial issue 
and you want to do a biopic on it. So what do you do? You do exactly what this movie did. This is what the, the situation says. This is the evidence that was presented. You make up your own mind as to what happened. And I think that they did a great, great job on that. So uh, now let's, so um, the I, Tanya was just an amazing film and they did a great, great job on it. Another movie that I, uh, another biopic that I think is definitely everybody's worth, uh, worth watch is uh, one that came out in 2014. And uh, this one was, here we go, directed by Bill Polland. Uh, starring John Cusack, Paul Dano, Elizabeth Banks, and Paul Giamatti. Uh, we got uh, distributed by Liongate, released on September 7, 2014, TIFF, and uh, June 5, 2015 in the United States. Budget of $10 million, box office of $28.6 million, and it deserved every penny it earned. I got to talk about Love and Mercy. Uh, this, for those of you that are, even if you're not a fan of the Beach Boys, this movie is absolutely spectacular. I really love this movie to death. I uh, do have it in my collection. Um, this movie, do, and I'll probably review it in, in What's in My Collection on a What's in My Collection Wednesday eventually, but this movie is spectacular. I really do enjoy it. And uh, I've listened to the commentary on my uh, copy. And what I thought was amazing about it is, jo is John Cusack really did meet Brian Wilson and they were talking about this movie. But this is probably one of the best portrayals of mental illness I have ever seen in a film. And He's such a genius. I mean, if you think about Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, he is such a genius. And this one was just absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, so well made. Such a great cast. And everything just fit into place. And, uh, it's, of course, it's about uh, the fact that they had two actors cast as Brian Wilson because Paul Dano played him as the younger. John Cusack played him as the older. And it was, it was just, there's so much complexity to Brian Wilson and you really, really do get a great feel for him. And it's such a great movie. And of course, Brian Wilson is the absolute genius that he is. All right, let's talk about one that's not so great. And I'm sorry to say it too. This movie, in my opinion, I am so sorry. This movie was kind of a disappointment, um, and I'm sorry to say it, but Michael Alamreda, uh, starring Ethan Hawke, Eve Houston, Eben Moss, Backrack, uh, Jeff or Jim Gaffigan, and Kyle McLaughlin, um, produced by Passage Pictures, distributed by IFC. Released in January 27th, 2020 at the Sundance Film Festival. Released August 21st, 2020 in the United States. Uh, they do not tell me what the budget was, but the box office was $459,051. It looks like it's uh, 
$459,051. And this was um, Ethan Hawke's uh, portrayal of Tesla. Uh, I don't know what to say. One of the things that's interesting about Tesla is that, of course, he's probably the most popular recluse that's ever lived. But what do you do with a character like Tesla? Um, I did not like the modernization of the film at all. I, you know, they kind of, they kind of done, they did this kind of modern, they, they had like the, the historical part of it. Then they did this modern piece and then, uh, Ethan Hawke singing everyone, everybody wants to rule the world, which I definitely hope that they have offered tears for fears and apology on. I am just not a fan of this film. I I thought it was going to be a spectacular thing. I was so eager to watch it. I watched it, and I'm so sadly disappointed in this film. I did not like it at all. Um, so, unfortunately, I, I just could not t uh, take the modern component. Maybe it's just me. I'm old-fashioned. If any of you have seen, this, uh, seen the Tesla movie and you like it, Please feel free to leave a comment as to why you liked it, because I really had a hard time with this film. It, I just was not impressed with it at all. And now I want to add one last one, because this one had to grow on me a little bit. Directed by Dexter Fletcher, starring... Taryn Egerton, Jamie Bell, Richard Madden, Bri Bryce Dallas Howard. Distributed by Paramount Pictures. Released May 16, 2019 at the Cannes Film Festival. May 22, 2019 in the United Kingdom. May 31, 2019 in the United States. Budget of $40 million, And this box office brought in $195.3 million. All right, let's talk about Rocket Man. Rocket Man uh, grew on me because uh, I had to sit back and I had to look at this film from about multiple different sets of eyes because, um, number one, I have been a fan of Sir Elton John all my life. I grew up with every album. I remember even my brother playing hockey, Honky Chateau when I was three. I have grown up with, with Sir Elton. I have been a fan of Sir Elton John for all my life. And one of the biggest challenges that I had with this movie is why do we want to make this into a musical? Then I look at who it's about. And then I had to, and then I ate my piece of humble pie and said, you know what, what better way to do a biopic on Sir Elton John than turn it into a musical? Uh, after all, he did write The Lion King. He did do Aida with Tim Rice. Uh, but the one thing that I was kind of disappointed with in Rocket Man, and I, I, I get it that when you, when you do a biopic, and you have such a, 
a diverse character or such a diverse individual like Sir Elton John, how in the world do you do a biopic on him? And since Sir Elton John was one of the producers of the film, okay, I could see where he was going with this. And so uh, I did have to eat a couple pieces of humble pie on this one because the movie did grow on me and I do like the film. Uh, the one thing, though, that I really wish that they would have done more with, uh, with Rocket Man and uh, with all due respect to Sir Elton John, one of the things that I really wish he would have done is that they would have talked more about some of the good things that he did for communities and what and all that he that he's done and a lot of his humanitarian efforts because that's how I got to be Sir Elton John. And so when he was with Billie Jean King in Philadelphia Freedom and you know the the you know with the uh, the tennis with the the tennis club that he helped uh, that he helped Billie Jean King start. There, you know, there was so many things about Elton John that are very positive areas in this film or that, that could have been put in this film that were completely left out. And I get where they were going with it, but and all in all, it is a great film. But I do wish that some of the other things would have been put in there, too, and it would have been a spectacular film. But I like it as it is, so I guess we can go from there. So is there a biopic that you really enjoy? The, leave me a comment uh, through the uh, podcast that you or through the uh, channel that you're listening to the podcast on. Or you can email me at movienerdtse at gmail.com. And I thank you for this trip down to Biopic Lane here. And we will see you next time. So thank you for joining me.